Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today I wanted to talk about the 10X Property Super Conference. So last weekend was the 10X Property Super Conference. It was held down in London at the Intercontinental Hotel at the O2, or just around the corner from the O2. I literally see the O2 from, from the hotel. It was a really good venue, nice and easy to get to. The event, the, the event itself was run fantastically. So I just wanted to go through um, that event and why going to these things are so important. So the event itself was run by Rob Moore, of course, of uh, Pro- Progressive Property. Uh, he was fantastic. He hosted it really well and he and he made sure, obviously it was his event, he had a fantastic lineup of speakers and guests come in, which was uh, amazing. They, they ranged a whole breadth of different topics, which was great. It was really good to learn from so many different people. Um, you know, I took pages and pages of notes. I think I took about 15 pages of notes over the course of the weekend, uh, which is going to take me a while to sift back through and type up and things, but it definitely be worth it. The event itself, like I said, was phenomenal. So it was last Friday and Saturday, so it was two days, uh, like I said, down in London. Um, it started off on the Friday morning and ran through until the Saturday evening, uh, which was which was fantastic because the whole time was just packed with real uh, value from every single one of the speakers the even the lunch breaks were were really short during the day so um, we kind of had 15 minute breaks here and there just for uh, comfort breaks and things like that but um, lunch breaks were minimal um, breaks so that we could get the most value so I think they were like half an hour each or something like that during the day so they were fairly intense days but that's what I love about um, conferences and, and courses and things um, is when you can get the most value out of them because they just provide all the information you could possibly want. So if I, I thought it would be good to kind of go through a couple of the speakers. Um, a couple of them were new to me. A couple of them I knew. Well, quite a few of them I knew and recognized um, from before. Uh, I've been to uh, a number of progressive property events, as you all know, um, previously. So a lot of the speakers were familiar to me. But there were some new ones in there that I'd either not heard of before at all so they were completely new or people I'd heard of before but hadn't seen before so obviously like I say Rob Moore hosted the event Um, his co-founder of Progressive Property was there he was one of the headline speakers that was of course Mark Homer Um, the other headline speaker was uh, Grant Cardone who was phenomenal so he flew in from Miami he'd been in the UK for a couple of days came along and he was flying straight back to Miami after the conference he was uh, absolutely phenomenal speaker of course you may follow Grant on uh, YouTube or Facebook or whatever Um, he's full of useful information and full of just such good content all the time you know he Grant seems to split audiences. You either love him or you hate him. Uh, you know, I think he's really good at what he does. In fact, I think there's nobody better at what he does than him. He's got a number of different businesses. I think he said 14 different businesses. Yeah, of course, he owns Cardone Capital, which is his real estate investment portfolio. He has a number of other businesses as well. Um, but if you follow him online, then you'll you'll find out a bit more about it, and it's worth following him. He's got a ton of useful information. He puts out so much content on a regular basis on YouTube and Facebook. Like I said, if you follow him, you may get fed up eventually of his stuff um, because it tends to follow you around the internet. But he's really good and really worthwhile spending a little bit of time each day just digesting whatever kind of content he's put out. 
So he was there. There were a number of other speakers as well. Alfie Best was there. Who's uh, he, he? So he had a massive uh, property portfolio. So he's got um, 75 care homes and he's got over 13,000 tenants on park home sites, which I think is a phenomenal figure. 13,000 tenants. So I think he was. I think he said he was the biggest uh, park home site owner in Europe. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Aaron Curry was there, who's got a property portfolio of over 200 properties. Ryan Pinnock from Super Genius was there. Of course, Kevin McDonald was there, who's the master of no money down property investment. If you're in the progressive property community, you'll of course know Kevin. He's He was great as always. Um, there was a chap called Simon Coulson there, who's got a £7 million property portfolio. He was phenomenal. Like I said, Rob and Mark were both there. Paul McFadden was there. Jonathan Jay was there. Glenn Delve was there. So, of course, you'll know Glenn from commercial conversion courses if you've been on those. He's um, one of the leading experts in the UK on commercial conversions. Paul O'Mahony was there and he was talking about social media and how to make the most of social media. And, of course, Grant as well. So there was a wide range. I've probably missed a couple as well. Those are just the ones that I just could think of off the top of my head so they're sure i've missed a couple as well but like i say those were the ones i could think of that's not to say the other ones weren't great that they were all phenomenal but those are just the ones that come come to mind and each of those brought different information so it was great to hear each of them has their own property experience so like i said alfie best has um a, a very specific strategy around care homes and park home sites Others had uh, portfolios specific to um, serviced accommodations. There was somebody who had golf, was looking at golf courses. So there was a whole different range of information available on different property strategies available, which I found really interesting. Now, over those speakers, there were three different topics that jumped out at me as I was reviewing all of my notes that was kind of key and that came out of all the speaker's speeches. And those three things were about having, uh, putting together a good team, using other people as examples and mindset. So I'm going to take each of those separately and just talk about each of them for a couple of minutes because I think those were the really key messages that came out for me and hopefully you'll find something useful out of it as well. So when they're talking about getting a team i think the important thing here is that you try and aim to get a world-class team together now when you're putting a team together you've really got to employ the right people and once you've employed the right people is trust them to get on with what they're doing get out of their way get out of your own way and let them do the job that you've employed them to do so if you've employed somebody to be your researcher let them get on and do their research don't kind of long handle screwdriver manage them just trust them to get on with the job that they've done if you've employed the right person you should have no problem letting them get on and do their job instead of trying to interfere and kind of act as a blocker now if you've in, if you do get those feelings of you need to manage it and poke poke your nose in where it probably ought not to be then maybe you've not quite got employed the right person maybe you need to just give them a bit of training or maybe you need to just find somebody new to work with somebody that you can trust and have that relationship with because otherwise you're going to really struggle to get on with that person and use them and get the value that that you've employed them to give you um, the other thing was is use other people to scale so when you employ people um, get yourself out of your business and become a business manager rather than a business 
operator or a business owner rather than a business operator because operating a business and kind of doing the management and ownership of the business are two different levels now when you're starting off on your property entrepreneur journey or any other business journey for that matter obviously you're going to be a solopreneur it's just going to be you at home or in the office wherever you're working from it's just going to be you there so you're not going to have those other people to rely on and trust and use and and help you out on your journey so you need to kind of master all those skills that you need at the beginning of your journey but as you start to grow and scale then you can get other people to help you with those certain tasks so look at the tasks that are most important to you which ones you don't want to do or you're not necessarily as skilled as you would like to be outsource those uh, you know and if you can't employ anybody you can't find anybody to employ outsource them use an outsourcing firm you know such as Fiverr or people per hour and there's several other uh, you know other outsourcing sites like that available online so just go out and google it you know Fiverr and, and people per hour are really good uh, to, to outsource certain tasks you know you can outsource something really small such as social media posting because that takes up time right and we're all short of time so could you outsource that and if your business relies on a social media presence and needs that social media presence can you use somebody else to do that give them kind of a framework to work within uh, give them some guides and some rules and just let them crack on and operate and just review on a you know an ad hoc basis or on a frequent basis but like I say just allow them the power to get on and do the job because otherwise you're not going to be able to scale and, and that came out of quite a few of the talks that people hit this barrier you know they get going they start it takes a while sometimes to get started but then eventually they start to grow and they grow and they grow and then they hit a ceiling that they can't push back and it doesn't matter you know they might work 30 hours per week uh, initially on the business then they might up it to 60 hours or some you know 30 40 50 get up to 60 hours a week 70 hours a week even but no matter how much time they're putting into the business they just can't break that ceiling that's going to be one or two reasons either you're getting in the way of yourself because you like I say you don't have the skill sets to do every element of your business and you're just burning yourself out so get somebody else in and help you out so either employ them or outsource it and use them to scale your business as well so i think that was a really important point that came out was trying to put a world-class team around you and you know in the property world there's a whole host of different skill sets out there that you need to pull on so you need, you might need an expert mortgage broker you might need a financial accountant you might need good relationships with your estate agents and letting agents and if you've got those relationships then maybe you don't need to spend so much time looking for your own deals maybe those estate agents and letting agents will bring those deals to you maybe a deal source is going to reduce your time looking for deals because if they know what you're looking for you build up that relationship kind of give them the rules and the things that you're looking for they can go away look for the deals they come back to you and with their number of deals and that saves you doing the research and looking at the deals so putting that team together is really going to help build build your business and help allow you to scale and that's the same for any other business you know if you're a builder or a plumber or a doctor or a dentist or whatever you are you know you're going to find that you're going to hit this ceiling at some point and you need other people to to help you scale your business the second thing that I, that was pulled out um, that I pulled out as a common theme from the conference was using other people of exa- as examples. So what and this wasn't necessarily something that the speaker said, but it was something that I got from the conference was it's just so good listening to a number of different people doing what you want to do. So 
it gives you a an example of what can be done and how to do it which is just phenomenally beneficial because sometimes you know you've got your head down and you're grinding away you're working away grinding 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 at, at the millstone getting that work done you kind of become just so focused in that that if you kind of if the results are taking a bit of time even though you know it's going to take a long time sometimes you can become slightly disenfranchised and you need to see that other people have done it and it's just nice to have that little reminder that actually you know it can take a little bit of time yes you're going to make mistakes but yes this is uh, possible you know it's an outcome that you can achieve uh, it, you know it's just good to see so many people from so many different backgrounds achieving what you want to do you know each of those speakers that was up on the stage this weekend each of them had a different story you know that each of them had a different upbringing each of them had a different set of experiences you know a number of them went into a number of property mistakes they made when they first got into the property game so that was really interesting not only from a the uh, perspective of learning from those mistakes so that we don't make those mistakes but also like I say knowing that you know those mistakes that or some mistakes, you just can't help having mistakes and success can't come without mistakes. So you can't succeed in life without having those mistakes. So it's nice to sit, you know, as a reminder, just to say that, you know, every now and again, you're going to slip up. But if you keep going, keep grinding, you're going to get there eventually. So it's really important to keep that in mind. And I think one of the other things is if you're following somebody, so either a mentor or a coach or whatever, the key thing is doing what they say. Why why kind of follow those folks and those mentors of yours and why some you know sometimes uh, if you especially if you're paying for mentorship or coaching, why would you not follow that advice? So a lot of people uh, during the weekend Rob had a lot of people up on stage who uh, various uh, various stages of their property journey so people from the progressive community to kind of say this is how i started and this has been my journey so far which is really useful you know and a couple of said a couple of them said you know it took me a while to get going because when i first started i kind of had an idea of what i wanted to do and even though my mentor told me to go and do a b and c i went off and did d e and f or whatever x y and z or whatever it was um, but as soon as i started doing what they were saying you know it all took off so if you've got people in your life that are coaches and mentors do what they say because they're there to help you they're not there to slow you down or prevent you getting to success or whatever that might be for you it's important that you kind of trust them and believe in them as well because they're there to help you along and to the next stage of your journey you know everybody at some point will outgrow their mentors i'm sure um, or hopefully that's the idea anyway, isn't it? Everybody wants to outgrow their mentor and take go to the next level beyond where their mentors are. So hopefully everybody will get there eventually. But while you're there, make the most of their knowledge and utilize that their skill set as much as possible. The other thing on that is kind of avoiding overwhelm with too many different mentors and coaches. One of the things I took away from the weekend was I started following some of the speakers on stage because I thought, oh, they were really good. So I followed them on Facebook or YouTube and um, to see some of their other content. Um, and on Saturday morning, I was kind of sat having breakfast just before the conference and I had to scroll through my Facebook feed and there was just so much content on there to digest. I was like, nope, they were all fantastic speakers, but I can't 
I just haven't got the capacity to follow them all because they're all doing different strategies. And whilst that's interesting, because I'm sure I will do those different strategies at some point in the future, you know, at the moment I need to focus on my strategy and the key things that are important to me. So there are some skill sets that I'm keen to learn. So I need to follow and read the material and the content put out by those about that skill that I'm trying to learn, if that makes sense. So stop trying to follow everything. So I actually went back through, uh, not just from the people from the conference, but a whole host of other people that I followed who were putting out pretty good content most of the time, but I just didn't have the capacity to look at it. So kind of narrowed down my mentor list, if you like, about those people I follow. So, you know, on the podcast, I talked about Eric Thomas a lot. Yeah, you know, he's my guy. I really like Eric Thomas's material. So I kept his stuff, obviously Rob Moore from Progressive and Grant Cardone, who who was at the conference as well. Those those are kind of the three people that I've kept as key people that I'm following on social media because each of them kind of has a different specific area that they focus on that's relevant to me. Now, is your social media feed clogged up by so much information from so many different people that you just can't possibly have the capacity to absorb all that information Uh, so would you benefit from just scrolling through your list and either get you know defriending or defollowing some of those folks or just hiding the content from them to streamline your feed because you know everybody knows social media can be a bit of a uh, time sink so you go onto social media and then two hours later you find you're still on it you know sometimes at weekends or evenings you spend a lot longer I know I certainly do so I'm trying to streamline that slightly so I can put some more time into the business and actually that some of the information that I'm reading on there isn't relevant so let's get rid of it and avoid even having the uh, inclination to look at it because if it's not there then you've got no risk of reading it so that's I found that useful to do so I sat there while I was having breakfast and just got got rid of cleaned up my feed so that actually when I scroll through now it's a little bit less cluttered the information that I'm reading is uh, pertinent to what I'm doing now and important to the skill sets that I'm trying to grow so as I go along you know in another three or four months time I'll probably need to review that again and update it again and I might take out a few of those people that I'm following at the moment and put in a few other people just so that as I'm growing you know I'm constantly growing from what I'm learning and it's all stuff that's relevant to what I'm doing at the moment so maybe that'll be useful to you as well now the third thing and the biggest probably the biggest thing that i took away from the conference was all about it's all about your mindset if you've got kind of a fixed mindset then you're going to really struggle in business and it doesn't matter whether it's a property business or um, a business of any other kind. If you've got that kind of fixed poverty mindset, and I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast before, then you're going to really struggle to grow and scale your business. There's a number, number of things tucked in into the mindset that, you know, it was really, really clear that most of the speakers over the weekend talked about mindset because I think property is one of those things where if you kind of don't know about property investment or you've only been exposed to it a small amount, you know, people really find it hard to associate with it. Um, a number I have I've had uh, conversations with friends and family a number of times trying to explain it to them and I've given up and you know I've talked about this on the podcast before you've given up talking to certain people about it because they just don't get it and you you end up having more kind of arguments than anything or strong debates rather should I say rather than arguments about it because they don't really believe or don't understand why you'd want to spend so much time and energy in that business area so 
if you've got that kind of fixed mindset, then you're going to struggle. So you've really got to, and this is the same for any business area. You know, I could take any of my friends who have got their own business and I can't think of any specific examples at the moment because they all make sense to me, but I'm sure somebody's got a crazy business idea that they're trying to follow and that wouldn't make sense to me. So it's no point them talking to me about it because I've got a fixed mindset in that area. In fact, one of my friends talked to me the other day or probably wasn't the other day, probably about a week and a half or so ago now. And she was saying, you know, one of the reasons I like talking to you about business ideas and throwing it around is because you you never shoot me down or laugh at me when I think when I'm talking through a new idea. And I said, well, why would I do that? And she said, well, I don't know. But a lot of people do. You know, when I'm talking to some of my other friends, they just shoot me down and laugh and say, oh, that's not never going to work. But you always consider the consider it and although necessarily I don't necessarily agree with what she's saying I say why and to kind of talk it through but I'm never negative about it and that's how I try to be and I think that's that's important that you put yourself around people like that because if you're talking about a business idea or the way your business operates and somebody's just constantly snipping away at you sniping away at you it's going to be demoralizing and demotivating so make sure you get around those people who've got the same mindset as you that i think that's a really key thing the other thing is having a just having belief in yourself you know if you're trying to do something you need to believe that you can do it and that goes back to one of the things i was saying earlier about using other people as examples you should know that if you can see other people doing what you're trying to achieve that you can do it too there are very few things in this world now that have never been done before i'm sure you can come up with some examples of the things that haven't been done before but if you really look at it most things have been done before numerous times so it really and from people of all different educational experiences and all kinds of different backgrounds it's just everything is possible and if you believe you can do it then um then you'll be able to do it you know it was henry ford who said you can either uh, those who believe they can and those who be- believe they can't they are both usually right so if you believe you can do something you can do it and if you believe you can't do something then you can't do it if you believe you can't do something then you're never going to achieve it because you've kind of got that fixed mindset and it's never going to allow you to do what you need to do to achieve the outcome you're looking for. So it's just really important to have that belief in yourself and not lose that as you go along. You know, a number of people, one of the other podcasts I was listening to earlier in the week, um, I think probably on the way to the conference, actually, I was probably listening to the podcast as I drove down. They were talking about what do you do, you know, if you if you tried something a number of times and you you, you know, you're putting in the work, you're grinding away and you come up against an issue which sets you back. You you get over that issue, you come you keep working, you keep grinding, you come up against another issue, you get through it, you keep working, you keep grinding, you keep put coming up against another issue and you run into six or seven of these issues which all set you back each time you know you're eventually going to think oh is it worth doing this because i keep running into these problems is it me is it am i capable of doing this have i got the energy to do it you know and you've just got to keep that belief because the only way you lose in life is to quit is to stop doing whatever it is you're trying to do that's the only way to lose if you keep going you run into these issues and use them as learning opportunities then you're going to grow and you're going to succeed keep going and you're going to succeed at some point in the future and you've just got to keep your eye on the prize in the future the last thing uh, about mindset was just 
really thinking big and kind of changing your growth. And this was a big thing that Grant Cardone talked about. He was like, and you know, if you follow Grant, he's written the 10x rule uh, book. He's he's written a number of other books as well. Uh, you know, he's a best-selling of author of seven or eight books, I think, maybe even more. But the 10x rule is really about 10xing your life, and that's um, 10 timesing the results you're going to get. And I think that's an important concept because he talks about people who have this fixed mindset. You know, if, if you've got a job that pays you 50 grand a year, say, and you become redundant or you lose your job for whatever reason, what do you do? And the answer most people gave um, was, I would apply for another job. And he's like, okay, cool. So what if you were looking at new job? Sorry about that. You might be able to hear my dog barking in the background. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what she's barking at. She's downstairs barking at somebody. But um, hopefully that's all uh, go away in a minute. But yeah, so he was talking about if you if you lost that job and you were looking for another job, what job would you be looking for? And he asked a couple of people in the audience, and they said, well, I'd be looking for a similar job to the job I just lost. So he said, right, so if you were... Uh, an engineer earning 50 grand a year, you'd look for another engineering job at 50 grand a year? And the answer was yes. And that's kind of what the common sense answer gives you. But obviously, that was his point was that's not really common sense, because why wouldn't you look at engineering jobs that are going to give you 100 grand a year or 200 grand a year? Why would you not try and look to grow what you already had? Because you're already in a place where you've now lost your job. So is it any different filling out an application for a 50 grand job or a 100 grand job? You know, you you may not have the skill set to do that, but you've definitely got the skill set to do what you were doing. So you've probably got the skill set to get a, a better job than you had before. So why not try, at least try to do it? And it's because you've got that fixed mindset. Most people who lose something will replace it with something of similar size and value. So, but why not re, uh, replace it with something better of higher value? So that really kind of struck a chord with me and was just thinking big and trying to 10x your results you know like i said he's famous for his 10x book and he's you know he's well known for the results he's got and he's doing multi-million pound deals and he talked about you know his first deal was four units in in real estate so in housing as real estate was the american term he was using for it um you know so his first deal was a four unit deal he's now doing deals with 90 96 or 98 something like that uh, units in it so you know he's really multiplied the size of the deals he's doing and he's somebody asked him uh, one of the questions he was asked was you know what would he have changed about those first deals and he was like i'd have just gone bigger and he's one of the things he kind of pointed out was actually with the bigger deals it's the same headache as you get with the smaller deals it doesn't take any more time or energy to manage the bigger deals because the problems are just exactly the same so to fix a problem takes the same amount of effort now you might have a problem in each of the units but it's the same problem in each of the units so once you find a fix for it instead of implementing it one or four times as his case was for his first deal he just implements it 90 times but it's not taking him any longer to find that fix so it's all about that scale and just changing the way you look at life and thinking, right, what can I do to go bigger and go better in my life and in my business? Can you do something faster? Can you do more of something? Instead of doing 10 viewing, viewings per week, could you do 20 viewings per week? Instead of doing 
five deal analysis um, things per week. Could you do 10 of those? Could you do, instead of doing one trip to the gym per week, could you do two or three trips to the gym per week? It's about having a look and seeing, right, which are the key result areas that I'm after and what can I do to increase my results in those areas? And then 10x in whichever process it is that allows you to do that. So you may not have the time to 10x something, but can you two times something or three times something? You know, can you, it's just about changing it from where it is now and improving it in some way, shape or form. So those were the three things that I took away from the conference this weekend. So like I said, that was talking about having a world-class team around you, using other people as examples and showing you what can be done and also having making sure you've got the right mindset, making sure you've got a growth mindset and you that you believe in yourself. So that was really good. The other thing, and I think this goes without saying, and I probably mentioned it earlier on, but it's worth saying again, is these events are really good for just going and learning new things and just giving you that confidence and keeping you in a community so that you can network with other like-minded folks. So I really think it's an important thing that you know i certainly go along to some uh, these events so uh, like i said i went along to this one and i try and get along to two or three other similar events per per year as well so earlier on in the year i was out in jamaica with uh, eric thomas and his eta team so, um, doing that stuff so that's really good so who do you learn from and i think it's worth taking a few minutes to look at who do you learn from are there any events that you can go to now you don't have to go all over the world to 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 learn from people to go to these events there there's things all over this country you know there's local networking events business meetings there's conferences all over the country about all different topics you know there's there's conferences about everything nowadays so if if you're in a business that's not property just google whatever business it is that you're in say you're in the dog grooming business as an example just google dog grooming conference i'm sure there's something out there for absolutely everything um, that's going to help you and if there's not if you've got something that's so niche that there's not a lot of stuff out there for there are general business conferences that are going to help you out they're going to talk about streamlining businesses systemizing businesses all that's good good stuff that's going to help take you to the next you and your business to the next level so have a google see what you can do you know some of them you might have to pay for some of them might be free but i think having that community of people that you've got to know and getting around those other people that you can learn from is a really key thing to taking you and your business to the next level so hopefully that's helped um, that's all i had to say today so i hope you all have a great week and hopefully that's helped you out so stop listening to me and go and find some learning experiences for yourself have a good weekend see you next week Thank you.